I'm Sergeant Bobcat, and this is Delta Halo. What's up, guys? Welcome to episode 69 of Delta Halo, the podcast all about competitive Halo and all things esports. I am your host, Brendan Lokes, aka Sergeant, and we got Matt Holdren here again. Matty Ice, what's up this week? Uh, nothing. Couldn't uh, couldn't be more excited for episode 69, the big one. It's a, it's a very important episode we got here, Lokes. This is important. Everyone needs to take note. It is hilarious. <laughs> All right, right, so uh, what have you been playing this week? We got in some Halo last week. Well, this yeah, past got week, some Halo. Been mixing it up back and forth. Some League of Legends, still a little bit here or there. Um, I started playing Final Fantasy VII again. I've, I've been, I had an itch for some reason to play an RPG, uh, so I started playing the Dragon Age Inquisition, which I never beat. How is realized that? First that off. I stopped playing it for a reason because it doesn't get good until you're like forty hours into it. So I was like, all right, well. I'm going to just not play this. But then I have on Steam, I have uh, Final Fantasy VII that I got from a Steam staff for like five bucks like nice. a year and a half ago. And I never really played it at all. Uh, it's one of my favorite games of all time. And uh, I went back through. You can play it with a plug your Xbox controller right in your computer. Play it with the controller. Uh, works great. Runs great. So uh, it's been been fun ride and full of nostalgia and all those other things. And I, I've forgotten a good part of the story because I really haven't had a full playthrough uh, up to the point past where I am right now, probably in like 10, 15 years. So it's been a very long time. Dang, definitely getting back to it. I was telling you earlier that it's it's cool that you're able to revisit old games like that with a PC and be able to play it with the Xbox controller because I feel like, I don't know, games that you've played in the past on a controller, you, you kind of have that connection a little bit. Right. It, it, like I remember when I got it originally, I didn't. I don't think it had controller support for it. And it was... Like moving around with like the oh it was uh, a PC game that you played originally yeah so oh, okay. so it was a P- the PC but no no not originally um it was it was PlayStation that I played yeah originally. okay yeah yeah okay but it. when I got the one on PC uh, I don't believe it had controller support I didn't have a plug for my controller maybe that was it but I was playing with the arrow like oh, God, keys yeah. and it was miserable which is why I stopped playing it and stuff and uh, definitely much better to just chill and have a controller and yeah. enjoy the ride so I mean that brings up whole conversation about i mean and we got a whole bunch of tasty info about the uh, xbox scorpio and all of the uh, innards on that bad boy which is gonna be what looks like a complete beast but it just puts everything that microsoft doing puts it in such an interesting position because with scorpio's performance climbing and being uh close to you know a lower end mid-tier gaming pc um and then you can play games across all of those devices. It's it's putting them in a really interesting position right now for games and game sales and what where people are going to play. I mean, it's awesome if they're going to start upping their uh, investments and in exclusives and get those exclusives freaking rolling because, I mean, they have potentially a, a huge install base. Sure. In well, a way, but... Um, you know, it's, it, it, I feel like it's got to hurt the sales of Xboxes going forward, but personally I'm stoked for the Scorpio. Yeah. And I always kind of thought about that too, but I just have this idea that anyone that has uh, a gaming PC that's going to be better than the Scorpio is going to play their games on PC anyways, with the very rare exceptions. So those people are essentially 
they're not going to be like, oh, I have a PC, I'm not going to get an Xbox. You know what I mean? They already were buying all their games on PC anyways and playing them on there with, and not all of them, obviously. I'm, I'm, I'm just from being around PC players a lot. They do have a whole the whole PC master race type of uh, you know mentality, so I don't think that it's actually going to hurt sales that much. And I think it's a, a good call by Xbox to have the cross compatibility, so you can play with different people and stuff like that. Uh, obviously, Scorpio is a more mobile device. It's 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 better. It's just a co- it's like you get everything you want in a console, uh, but it's just super beefy and it's awesome to see. So. I always thought the same thing you did, but then I just had this idea that I don't see it being an issue, really. Yeah, so. I mean, they could be—they could be technically two distinctly different people that they're right. like that would be buying these things, and I would buy that. I mean, I would never buy a PC, even though I busted up my Mac screen. I would never buy a <laughs> PC. I would just wait for the Scorpio to come out, play the games on there, and then uh, just fix my screen, which I'm going to try and do after we record this show. <laughs> right, and, and it's one of those things too, like. Just something about having a, the console. It's a different feeling. Everything's different yeah. on a console yeah. as opposed to a PC. PC. There's so much that goes into gaming on PCs, and you have all these issues and everything else, and you have to upgrade all the time and do this and that. Console, you just buy it, you plop it on the ground, plug it into your TV or monitor, and then just go. Yeah. Uh, so, like, I have a pretty good PC. It's, you know, probably going to be right around where Scorpio is. Um, graphically, probably a little less, but. Um, processor wise and all that stuff and i'm still gonna plan on getting a scorpio too just it's a a console and i like having a console so yeah i mean that's a really good point anyway back to halo so uh or back to game console games in general here so you're playing a bunch of different stuff i honestly had a pretty busy past week i did play halo with you we played some of the proving grounds which was really fun and i forgot what it was like to i i guess I would almost prefer no radar as opposed to what the radar currently is just because I get so disoriented if I'm coming up on somebody in a battle and like a one-to-one fight. And the, the main times I found I got so disoriented with it was when we were like really close combat and uh, like they'd be sprinting around a corner and I'd see them appear. So I'd like start shooting them and then like maybe they did some weird thrust thing over my head or I vice versa did it over their head to like evade them. And then you completely lose them. It's a really weird feeling, <laughs> right? So yeah, it, it, I, we could probably get into it later, but it, it's um, it's weird. I'm not sure that I like it or not, though. But it really does. It, it almost has this purpose of like if someone's just sprinting around the map like an idiot, that they're they're the ones that are going to be caught. You know, um, you totally can't just be looking at the radar and, and hoping that it's going to save you when someone's coming at you quickly. You know? Yeah, yeah, it was. That was, it's that was interesting. interesting. That was really interesting. It's fun though, man. I, I always like, like I said, I like getting back into Halo. I always have a good time playing that. But um, I, I was busy this past week. I'm trying to figure out what else I did last week. I uh, went out on Friday and Saturday. Uh, I've been doing a lot of just planning and stuff for the wedding. So I went and got my suit all lined up, getting a custom tailored one. It's nice. gonna be sick. I'm really sad that I'm like excited about a suit, but I am. I'm excited oh, for, for a custom suit here. I'm an adult and grown up person here, but uh, but I'm super excited for that. Um, you know, got you guys all hooked up. You're gonna be in my wedding party, which I'm stoked about. Shellers is gonna be in it. Um, yeah, so it's gonna be a lot of fun. I know we haven't talked about it on here yet, but I'm getting married. <laughs> <laughs> 
Sergeant off the market. Sergeant, so. Sergeant out. He's out. Um, yeah, I can't. It's going to be super awesome and exciting. Ready for it. Pumped up. Yeah, it's going to be good. All right. Um, so there's actually some huge, huge news to talk about. Uh, aside from being excited for episode 69, Maddie is super pumped up about uh, the settings <laughs> that they released earlier this week. And was that last week? I mean, last week. La- yeah. end, of, end of last week. End of last week. Yep. And uh, so we're going to dive into those and really break it down. Uh, so definitely stick around for that. But for all of those who are new listeners or haven't taken the dive to subscribe to the episode, please do. Please hit that subscribe button. Get our new episode each and every week on the Tuesday morning. Uh, give us a rating and review. Let us know what you think. How can we tweak? How can we make this show better for you guys? Let us know what we can do to be better. Uh, you can get at us on Twitter at Delta Halocast or email us at eSpawnGaming at gmail.com. Uh, you can typically find us live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Delta Halocast. I believe Cat made it. Um, eSpawn Gaming. eSpawn Gaming. Twitch.tv yeah, yeah. slash eSpawn Gaming. And uh, Matt has been streaming as well. So where can people find you? Yeah, Maddie underscore Ice seventeen Twitch. Uh, you know, I'll be on periodically here. There, I haven't been doing it in the last couple of days, but definitely, you know, follow me on Twitter at Maddie underscore Ice Gaming. Ice Gaming is all one word. Uh, I will tweet out before I go live and all that stuff. Tweet about what I'm playing. I like to switch it up and play different games. So, uh, and if you ever want me to Twitch, and you're just like, hey, let's play some Halo and Twitch it or something like that, or you want to watch it, just hit me up, and I'll see if I can get on or stream or make it work. Make it happen. Make it happen. Uh, you guys can also join our Discord. Uh, a lot of the stuff that's always breaking there. Actually, Nightfox just put up a link for like a massive, massive sale. I don't even know where this is going down, but a massive sale for Xbox games. Um, and maybe that will eventually become a news soon, but uh, he put that up, and I mean, these discounts are ridiculous. So I'm a little skeptical, Night Fox, but uh, I'm hoping they are real. And uh, I'll tweet that link out once we end this show, and hopefully I do every single time. But uh, I'll put that out there for you guys so you can join up and uh, join in on all of that uh, action. Let's go down to the Discord. Uh, but really, to get right into it, the biggest news of the week and the big topic that we're going to break down for the remainder of this show is the updated settings that 343 and their team released. Um, it's absolutely it's exciting. I mean, I that's, that's the first thing I can say. Um, you know, we put out a poll on Wednesday last week asking people what they thought was going to be the settings. And we got pretty split reactions across the board between settings staying the same, Modified radar with ADAR, uh, ARs, uh, no radar, no ARs, or something completely different. And, you know, Waffles, I got to give a shout out to him. Waffles on Twitter did tweet us and said, what about uh, modified AR with no, or modified radar with no assault rifle? And I was like, all right, we'll take it. We'll see if they do that. Um, <laughs> and sure enough, you know, the one guy that called out that there was going to be no ARs, but a modified radar was correct. So huge news. I mean, just coming out of nowhere saying they're going to update or let us know what the settings are going to be. And this is what we get. You know, what do you make of this coming coming kind of coming out of nowhere a little bit? I mean, it's, it's freaking awesome for one. Uh, I, you know, it's about time, <laughs> but it's awesome. You know, we people have been clamoring for this, whether it's pros, myself, other players, uh, or I'm sorry, other viewers, 
Halo players, people in the community in general. Everyone has their own thoughts and opinions on these these items and radar and everything else. And something needed to change. I think that was abundantly clear. Uh, so I'm glad they did it. Uh, it did take a very long time. We'll say that. I think they were waiting for episode 69 to to drop that. Yes. Uh, they knew the, the importance of that number. So uh, I think that's probably what they were going for. I think so. I think you're right on that one. But it is. It, it's it's awesome. It's what we've been wanting to do. And coming back to your thing about really not expecting them to just drop everything like that. Like they, they took a, they went from making essentially no steps to a giant leap, you know, one way or the other. We weren't ready for that, really, you know? <laughs> I know. I mean, I think for so long it's just been status quo. Like, yeah, we're going to make little changes, incremental, right. you know, f- edits to the game or to the sandbox. And then, you know, we'll see what you guys think and continue to make incremental updates. And they just kind of dropped it. So we'll get into it for all those who have not had a chance to read it. I hope you have. Uh, but we'll get we'll go through those real quick quick right now and then kind of break it down a little bit so uh the first one the big one the one that everybody cares about the assault rifle they have found that it has become unfit for competition um they've determined that the assault rifle's effectiveness is similar across a wide range of skill levels which is not intended uh so they're removing it from the summer 2017 season they're best evaluating the way to up the best way to update the weapon and uh We'll return it to competitive play once the weapon has been retuned and tested. So we'll see what they come up with that. But in the, the, the very short term, they are taking it out of the competitive play. Gone. It's out of there. The energy sword has found that they have found that the movement speed is negatively impacting CTF on truth. So they are removing that one as well from the summer 17, 2017 season. Splinter grenades. Yeah, splinter grenades. Uh, they are finding that it's more of an instant kill. Uh, right now versus an area of denial, which is what it was originally intended to do. Uh, so they will not be featuring that in the summer 2017 season. The Brute, the brute Plasma Rifle, they are finding that that as well is serving its purpose, stripping shields, but it is far, far too OP at stripping shields. Uh, so they will balance that and figure out when to reintroduce that, but it will not be featured in the summer 2017 season. Uh, those are kind of the weapons they've identified because of that. And I think very smartly, they've also identified that weapon respawn timers are too short. So certain weapons on the map are respawning too quickly. So they are looking at increasing those timers for weapons like the BR, the storm rifle, the carbine, or the carbine, the scatter, the shoddy, among others, uh, which is great, as we'll get into later, because when you remove the AR, those weapons will be affected. Um and then finally, the radar, which they've changed and tweaked in the Proving Grounds playlist currently, they're finding, or they are saying, and we kind of back this up, that the radar will be heavily influenced by all of these changes to all of these weapons. So they will be collecting feedback, working with top pros, and identifying which of the motion tracker options plays best with the new settings. So, I mean, honestly, maybe that means no radar. Maybe that means the old radar. Maybe that means the 25, mil, uh, 25 meter, but only the uh, you know sprinting and Spartan abilities show up. I, don't, I think there's a bunch of different options on the table there. So, it'll be interesting to see what does come out of that once these roll into the Proving Grounds playlist, playlist which is where they're currently putting it. But I want to ask you, Maddie. This is a really interesting way for them to go about this. They are flat out removing weapons from play until they figure out how to balance them versus 
like we said, verse incremental changes. This is something that they don't or haven't shown that they do. It's interesting. What do you make of this right now? It's complete 180 from from 343's practice for the past year and a half of this game being out. Uh, it really is completely different and unusual. And I understand this is, you know, they're talking about just competitive play for the, the summer split and everything, but just with that too like we've been we've been wanting drastic changes we've been saying it forever make some drastic changes then we'll deal with the aftermath of it and they're kind of like said finally they're just here you go let's do it and they're it's interesting that they're 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 listening i guess is the best way of putting it um because i think there is overwhelmingly uh, from the pros and at least the ones that i've heard with a few exceptions most of them want changes in some capacity with with the weapons and especially the ar uh and halo is it's such a good game it's such good shooting in it that's a shame that these automatic weapons essentially that you could get very easily were overpowered and were dominating the game so uh, it's super cool that they're just pulling it out that they have the gahonis to say all right you guys want this let's roll with it so um understand they have some time to tweak some things and go with it uh, but it's it's super cool that they're they're just going for it, and it's what we want. Yeah, I'm curious how much they are. I think there's kind of two sides to this: one, influenced, or two, actually taking constructive feedback from the community. So, are they influenced by the community and understanding that this is becoming a very negative spot for them if they don't make changes, or are they saying, you know what, these guys are really making constructive feedback? They've been calling for it for months. We need to make a change. Um, and I think either way, I think it's great to see what I find interesting is, you know, are they, what is their process for testing this right now? Are they just rolling this out? And this is the beginning of that testing process. Is this the first time where they're like, yep, we're, we're just going to flat out, take all this stuff out, change these settings, make a big change and, uh, start to test it or what? Because it's, it's going to change things a lot. (laughs) Well, and that's the thing too. It is kind of—it's a little baffling just based off of their their past history because they've been so much about we'll tweak this here or there, we'll put it into the playlist and and see the data from it and see how it works and take our time and go that way for it. And this is almost like you know they're just not doing this, saying oh we're just going to take it out now instead of going through that whole process that they've been doing over and over again. So I don't know if they're they're fundamentally changing the way they're looking at things if they're. Um, because for something like this, like this type of thing of removing things like they've done right now, is something you do in the beginning of a game's life cycle. When it comes out and you find out that things are OP and you take mm-hmm. them out and then you put them in as it goes along. Not right. where it is right now. Um, you know, like to do this, they're essentially saying all these are broken in the game, in competitive play right now. These weapons are broken. They break the way the game pl- is played. And that's... It's a... It's, it's, it's good and it's awesome that they're doing it. I'm glad they're doing it, but it's a little frustrating because it's like, well, you're willing to do this now, or were you, you know, six yes. months ago with this? Right, because it's it's their fault. They introduced. It's not like so they introduced all these weapons. It's not like they introduced a new champion that completely changes the meta sure. and tweaked players mid mid you know mid game life cycle. You know, this was yeah maybe the brute plasma rifle was probably the most recent one, but it's. You haven't introduced anything recently, and you're taking out the weapon that you started the entire game with, the AR. Like, it's it's it is one of those things that when a new in any any competitive game that I've participated in, um, a patch will roll out, something will change, something will be updated, 
the developer will say, holy crap, that is throwing off this player or this weapon or this character, and we need to tweak all those types of characters in order to you know, balance it back out again. You're currently, or you're constantly in a state of balancing the game, balancing the game, because when you do, when you pull one switch, another switch gets thrown and Mm -hmm. they don't care. They're up until now, they haven't cared which switches are being thrown. They're just kind of rolling with the punches and, uh, or not even rolling with, they're kind of just letting it fly. And I'm just so glad to see this. I'm hoping it's more of a process change internally for them where they will start to say, okay, this is the way to do it. In order to keep this game fresh, we need to continue to evolve the meta. And if that means changing weapons that we thought were perfectly balanced and was a perfectly play- way to play the game, then fine. You know, you got to get over what choices you made and really start to make sure. what what what's best for the game and what's best for the the top players that are playing it. Yeah, and it could be something. You know, I'll give three for three a little credit here. It could be something where like the AR, like they've been trying to balance it and tweaking with balance settings, but nothing really was doing what they wanted it to do. You know, maybe they've been spending a bunch of this time really trying to tweak it and were unable to for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, it could be the design of the weapon or the way that the game works with it or whatever. Uh, so they may have been tweak trying to tweak it the whole time, realize that it's not going to be a quick fix. They may have to, you know, whatever they have to do, they got to basically build the gun back up and try to make it to where it's reasonable but not overused. Um, so it's, it's cool that... that you know, they may have been doing things we don't know. We don't have an inside scoop on anything. Uh, but it is great that they're at least changing it. And uh, it's so, going to change every. It's going to change everything, I think, as far as competitive play goes. How about this? What do they do or what happens if they go away, tweak it, say, guys, we have the solution. We've got it. Like, this is the perfect AR. We've, we've balanced it out again. All of the internal tests we're running that are working great with the AR and they try to reintroduce it. How do you think that goes over in the community? Because they have fought so hard for it to be removed. And if they just tweak it and say, Hey, it's great again. I don't see that working out. Well, it's such, it's a, it's such a bad weapon um, for competitive play as a, as a starting weapon, essentially. Uh, so we can go back to MLG settings and all the past Halos and stuff like that. It was always the BR. The pistol in Halo 5 is freaking awesome. It is awesome. It's one of the best weapon designs that they've had in the entire series of Halo. It works awesome. It's fantastic at what it does. It's not overpowered. It has good range and, and a good good happy medium for a starting weapon. So it's mm-hmm. great. Um, but the problem is, you know, if they do that, I, I'm not sure that they'll... Like, even if they tweak it and lower the damage and stuff like that, I'm not sure pros will still want it. Maybe they'll accept it a little more than, they, than they've than they been up until this point with the, the old one. Um, but I'm still not sure that they would necessarily want that as a starting weapon. So do you put it on the map then? Is it worth picking up on the map somewhere? You know, do you try to reintroduce it in another way, that type of thing? Um, so it, it will be interesting. I'm very interested. I'm glad they're taking it out right now. It'll be cool to see how the game plays, but it'll be very yeah. interesting to see what tweaks they make and how they try to reintroduce it. Yeah. I will be very curious to see what sorts of feedback that they, and, and data they start seeing by players starting to play these new settings and proving grounds when they roll out this week, because yeah, I mean, God, it it is going to be very interesting. If I'll be very curious to see across the board, all different types of players from pro to, to onyx all the way down to golds and silvers, 
I'm I will be so curious to hear what people's feedback are for those settings and is it one of those things where it does become only the hardcore or only the competitive interested players will start to play whatever that playlist is if it stays sure. in the proving grounds and will casual just con- completely revolt and be like no I don't want to play those settings I'm getting rolled even if there's even if there's matchmaking you know like that's the thing that always kind of gets to me is like yeah, while these settings are tuned for competitive, you're still playing people at your own level, right? Right, exactly. It's I've always liked MLG settings personally. I know some people haven't, so I kind of do gravitate towards I like this type of gameplay, the no radar, less radar, BRs, assault rifles, that type of thing. Not assault rifles, not assault rifles, pistols. Um I I've, I feel like I, I, I've always liked those playlists. It's oftentimes you play harder games in them, but that's sometimes more fun depending on how it is. Uh, mm-hmm. Usually it was a little easier to go play a couple games of Slayer and warm up and then hop into an MLG in Halo 3, you know, because that's when it, it got a little more serious. Things were a little more real. It was a little more communication more important and stuff like that with the, the limited radar and everything. And uh, So I've, I, I've always liked those, but I do understand that, that a lot of people don't. A lot of people don't like those playlists. They do like... Uh, the more casual weapons like the ARs and everything. So um, it's it's interesting. So it's, we'll see how it plays out. What do you do? You prefer that it would be rolled into the team arena playlist at, at some point? I do personally. Yeah. Uh, I I don't know. I, I go back a little bit back and forth. And so I don't like the assault rifle being as powerful if it was the assault rifle that we just mentioned that's tweaked and messed around with if you want to keep that as the second weapon and put that into the arena and slayer playlist in the arena the ranked um playlist that's fine with me i'll be okay i'd be okay with that i don't necessarily need it to be just be a pistol or a br with like an mlg setting type of thing you know i would like it to i don't want it to be as it is in uh ranked arena and slayer because I think that people just use the AR way, way too much. And I think it's worse when you look at, um, you know, Platinum, Diamond, Onyx players. I think they overuse the AR far more than than the pros would even. Just because less of people are trying to hit skill shots and more people just trying to run around like idiots ARing everyone. So uh, it's super annoying to play at those levels to play... Uh, ranked arena and slayer uh, at, at with the ar the way it is right now so i would very very much like to see um these settings be brought into ranked arena at least and hopefully slayer too so what about the idea of leaving team arena alone and having an hcs specific plus because there is going to be a pocket of players that while they enjoy playing the objective playlists, they don't want to have to deal with those uh, HCS players, the people that are really into competitive, even if it is a lower ranking. Right. Um, they don't want to start playing such meaningful, important, sweaty matches. They still want to play you know, the Team Arena style, but going into it when it's completely geared for the competitive could turn people off. I think it could turn people off, but I, I think... It's it's a very tough issue and, and one that I'm not really sure where through for through or land on it or what's what they're gonna do with it because at the same time I don't want to like myself where I want these settings, I don't want to be forced to just be into an HCS playlist where I'm playing with tryhards all the time. So I like these settings, I like the pistol, I don't like radar, uh, I think the AR is overpowered. 
I don't want to play arena games with it as it is, so I gravitate towards the HCS playlist or the preview, whatever you want to call it. But then I'm playing harder games and harder competition and people that, you know, are think, taking this more seriously than I do. So where do I, like, I'm kind of in the middle ground for it. And it's like, all right, well, you know, what do I do here? And uh, so I'm not sure which way they'll go with it. You know, um, I, I would kind of like to see, leave Slayer maybe, you know, Slayer the way it is and the rest of the playlist with the ARs and stuff like that. But maybe take Arena and a couple of months here and then bring these settings that they've tweaked and messed around with and put it in there. And cause you get a better mix in arena and as opposed to you know, like the, the proving grounds, even where it is tryhards and people that are really good and better than me at the game. Um, those people tend to go into the proving grounds more. So, you know, I, I personally selfishly don't want to get stomped all the time. So I would like to see uh, a, a playlist with these settings where I'm playing people that are more my skill level. So what is, based on all of this, what is the purpose of a social playlist now? <laughs> because you have them for those people that don't want to be necessarily playing hard games, but the balance, the matching has been so broken that those tryhards do go into social and just stomp lower level players. So it just seems yeah. like... I go into social to relax and have fun and there's people in there that are still making call outs and running hard and trying to, you know, win the match. Like it's a million dollar world's championship. No, very much is. And the social playlist doesn't really work right now. I would say about half the time it is where I'm playing people that are masters <laughs> and it's like, Oh, okay. That's interesting. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what, how they fix that or what they do with it, but, um, it totally is, and, and social the social playlist also has really bad maps in it too, where I don't like it at all. Like it's it's obnoxious to even play it because you go in there, it's like oh good lord, this is terrible, and then I just end up going to play ranked games because it's just far better. And um, I mean, and that's that's the I think that's the point in general that you know I I I will defend the casual players and the casual player base, the the lower level player base, but I think that's the point that you know, the argument for having these settings and the HCS maps and everything rolled out to other playlists is that it is the best version of the game. It right. may be a little bit more difficult because you're forced to actually play with skilled weapons, but you're playing the best maps, you're playing the best game types, and you're playing the best settings. There's a reason people love Arena right now. It's because that's what the pros are playing. Right. You have The game will adapt. The game will change. And you know, maybe you'll adapt and change with it and it might become something that you really enjoy. It's not saying that these pros will all of a sudden start playing down to golden platinum, you know, like we're still playing with the same level players. It's just different settings. And, right. you know, I, I have a hard time cause I'm kind of on the fence about both of these. I think I would love to be able to see an HCS specific playlist. I think in general, in the past that has worked the best. I have no idea how it, um, segments the player base. I have no idea what it does to populations, but I always felt like I had to get tuned up to go play in the MLG playlist because you're going, you're going to play some serious matches, and that was the the playlist that you actually cared about your rank. And what would be really cool is then you don't have to necessarily care so much about your arena rank <laughs> because right. your HCS rank is uh, HCS playlist rank is really the one that you're 
really trying to to get leveled up and to get higher. And I would kind of enjoy that, it, just being able to keep it a little separate. Yeah, and I like I, I get I I don't necessarily have as much empathy as you do as far as like the more casual play style of Halo or games in general. Um, like, it's difficult for me to take all the feedback that we get from pros and from people that play Halo and love Halo and are super into it and say, these are the settings that we need for the game to be the best it can be. Uh, the, the way it's played in million-dollar tournaments should be the best the game can be, and it doesn't make sense that you wouldn't then roll that out into your other playlist because they don't quite... You know, it doesn't cater to the casual player as much. Like it doesn't. It just doesn't make sense to me that that, that that's people's takes on it. Because you should want the game. You should be playing the game in, in the best form possible. And I imagine, from my perspective, the way I look at it, the way the pros are playing it, the way people are designing these maps to be played at the highest level, that should be the way that everyone eventually plays it. You know, like. It, I don't know. I, why is it like what we get it every time we talk about this? There's there's a backlash from casual players. We see it in our Discord chat all the time. We see it um, from tweets and on Twitter and then people talking in Twitch chat during the pro series and stuff like that. Like people like people love the AR and love like automatic weapons and just running around and doing all the Spartan abilities and everything like that that they can just kind of do cheapy and. Like, it just seems like every time there, like, there was the Halo community is so split for some reason because of this, and it's like there's just this backlash every time from the more casual players that don't want to play these playlists. I just don't get it, you know? I think in general, Halo is a skill game, and when you introduce non-skill... It's always been. Non-skill weapons, non-skill uh, abilities, that's when it becomes like a lesser product of what the game can be. But then, yeah, and I get it. I and I understand some people don't have a lot of time. They don't want to work on their shot with their pistol and everything else, you know. And like, it's still like, but that's that's yeah. kind of what Halo is. It's always been about headshots. It's always been about that type of thing. It was never about ARs. Every time there was an, an overpowered uh, automatic weapon in any of the Halos, everyone lost their sh- their mind over it because that's not what Halo is and it's not what it should be. And, mm-hmm. you know, we talked about it in the last couple episodes about potentially returning to form and how I'd like to see that. And I think this is a big step in that direction. And, um, I'm sorry, people who like the, 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 uh, you know, the assault rifle, I just don't think it, it plays well. So, you know what I'd like to see is the spiker. I want to see one of those make its way back into the game. The spiker. Yeah. I want to at least Halo six introduce brutes back in and bring the, spiker oh, the brutes back. That spiker was, it, the spi- was so sick. I don't as, remember using it. <laughs> oh, I used it as a dual weapon. I always dueled them. Dual spikers were my jam. Which one was the spiker? Was that the one that had the, the, the short-ranged one? Yeah, it was uh, kind of like a needler. But shot spikes. You remember spike grenades? I remember spike grenades because they would stick. It was basically the same thing. Yeah, you had like little spikes that would fly out and... Okay, I don't, I don't. I don't know if I ever really used that at all. I was thinking, what's the what's the one from Halo Three that has the real close range that you can do a wield like a shotgun almost? Oh, those things. Uh, was that called re- a bolt shot in that game? I don't remember. No, I remember. They're little. They're little uh, dual wielding shotguns, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I can't remember. You can do some work with. Um, but anyways, it's an aside. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, but yeah, I think you know, because I, I was just thinking back. 
playing Halo 3, how often I would pick up secondary weapons in that game. Very rarely. Unless it was, you know, a power weapon. Right. Or if you were panic dual wielding, essentially. Yeah. Dual wielding spikers. <laughs> dual wielding spikers. <laughs> All right. So um, we've talked a little bit about, we've touched on this a little bit, but I want to dive in a little bit more into how this is going to influence players every kind of like plays like players like us and how it's going to influence the way that we play. Um, you know, this removing the AR is going to be such a, and it's not only the fact that the AR will be gone and that might be the immediate thought in your, in people's minds. Like, Oh, the AR is gone. Like I don't have that to play with. They're also reducing the spawn timers on a lot of weapons around the map. Um, BRs, storm rifles, carbine, scatter, shoddy, reducing the spawn timers on that means there's less of them on the map, meaning you need to consider them a little bit more. So let's start a little bit back here. What are a few things that we should take into account now that these settings are going to be coming into play? Players are going to be diving into these playlists without the AR in our back pocket. What should we be thinking? I mean, I think the whole game changes, (laughs) essentially. You're still shooting your pistol the way you normally would, but like everywhere from where you like where you run when you start and everything to the weapons that you pick up to timing out these um the the secondary weapons that are they're having their their respawns made longer timing those out more because they are going to be more powerful because now the ar is gone your short range weapon is gone so uh, those are going to be super powerful you'll have to play around them a little more um i mean maybe you know you when you when you go to start a game or whatever, going into it, maybe you don't just rush for the sniper rifle or rockets. Maybe you go for a little better position and get a SMG that you have a close range weapon with and have map control, as opposed to just always rushing towards you know overshield rockets, sniper rifle. Obviously, those are still going to have the the highest priority, but. You know, it's not like, a, all right, well, we're running there and we're either dying or getting it and then restarting. There may be other options. Like, map control is going to be so crucial with the pistol uh, being the primary the primary gun now. It's going to be all about the pistol. And your positioning on the map and your teammates' positioning is going to be incredibly important. And team shooting is going to be just what lets you win, essentially. All right, so you, you you named a bunch of different things. Let's back up a little bit All right. and talk mainly about opening strats to start off. And I think you made a really good point when you really did say, currently, it is one of those things where best case scenario, you set up for an opening strat, you're able to grab a power weapon, you're able to get a, grab a power up or both power ups or whatever that, that map might have on it. But... A lot of times you're going to die. Half your team will die. Your whole team will die going for those power-ups. And you were trying to get those so you can then gain map control based on that. And yes, those still are the most important, powerful parts of the game. But think about all four, all, all four guys wiping. And then two of their guys having one guy having power up, one guy having a power weapon. The other two guys going off and getting autos. You are screwed. Like you are yeah. absolutely screwed to be able to get map control back, and that concerns me a little bit um, for for players that aren't considering that as a you know a secondary tiered approach for your opening strategy, because that has such an ability to snowball. I feel I feel like teams could gain control, gain autos, gain the power weapons right off the bat, 
and it could just be an absolute bloodbath for the first half of the game. Sure, you need to be very aware of when those will be respawning again, um, especially with the, the timers on the power weapons, but oh my god, that could be an absolute killer if you just get you know four road right off the bat. Right, so you have to think about it. I mean, because that, that's the I mean the way it is now. You those power weapons are super important for the first, you know, ten minutes. I mean, about ten minutes of the game, five minutes of the game. You know, the first five minutes of the game are essentially dictated by who gets the power weapons. Um, and it was always that you would rush there and stuff like that. Now I get where you're coming from, where you could snowball very easily, but that's your job, your team's responsibility to understand that that could happen and. Maybe not all rush for that sniper rifle. Maybe go for a, a BR instead and then win a fight with someone who has a pistol and then, you know, then push in numbers and position wise and the guy who has a sniper. Like, it's not going to just be about the power weapons. It's going to be a little bit more about, like, getting the right positions and the right weapons so that you can counter them if they do get it as opposed to just constantly just rushing towards it and gunning it out. I mean, that so. is so. I mean, strategies and team play is going to play such a big role in all of this now, too, because like you said, being able to communicate effectively that, okay, maybe we lost these things, go for a secondary weapon, go for the BR and start to fight back control that way. That only happens if you are coordinated enough as a team to be able to do it, because I think right now like you said like you you could easily rebound from going 4-0 because you still have the AR you could play a slower game you could play a game that brings those players into your favor if they're not sure. smart um and this definitely puts the priority on your team and the teamwork to get you out of tight spots i think it prioritizes much more skill and much more communication. I think ideally from a competitive standpoint, that is exactly what we want from the game. I think that's exactly how we'd love to see it. And I think that just puts much more onus on, on teams to think about how they're playing. Yeah, I agree. But I like, I think not having the AR is such a, it's going to boost the importance of some weapons so much that I think you'll actually be able to claw your way back into games a little easier than you would before. Um, so assuming that the other team doesn't get every single SMG or storm rifle or carbine or BR, like assuming that doesn't happen, which shouldn't happen, uh, even if you're going into solo queue game and, and gold or whatever, it shouldn't happen. Uh, it, you, those weapons are going to be so much more powerful. And I think that, like getting something with the with this and with the the radar as well, getting an SMG gives you a chance to get in close enough where you can use that, and the other person maybe only has a, a pistol and a sniper rifle. And then as long as you don't get no scoped, you're good to go. You know, you got that you got that power weapon, you got that spot. So I think those the importance of stuff like an SMG and a storm rifle is going to be like just wildly important to to the way a lot of people want to play the game. That's you know fast and in your face. Uh, those weapons are going to be super important. And I, I think that it, it does help to mitigate a little bit the the control that you can get from getting power weapons because there are going to be other weapons that like a second tier power weapon essentially. These are going to be like it's going to be top tier power weapons and then a second tier. And I think the second tier you can actually uh, claw your way back into it. And I think that it'll be I think it's going to play better overall uh, just from the way I see it. So let's talk a little bit about the uh, the one thing we haven't mentioned is the splinter nade and how that is now being removed. I think as some, 
I don't want to say as small as that is because yes, it is a small weapon on the map, but <laughs> no, I think it's, uh, I think it, it ends up being a very impactful, uh, takeaway from the game as you remove that from the game, because right now I find myself so often using it as a panic, panic switch, you know, it's sure. one of those things where it's, it's a, it's been said it's a get out of jail free card. You make a mistake, you throw one down, you run away, you, you hide and you're safe. Um, not having that kind of removes that 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 area control or that instant kill uh, out of the equation. And, and for me, knowing that that doesn't exist, that could give me much more confidence to be able to charge for that final kill if it is just around a single corner because I know I'm not going to be running into a splinter. Right, and I think that's what this update's all about, too. Right? And what people got to realize, it, think back to when you play yourself or when you, you've been playing Halo for the year and a half that, that Halo 5's been out, a little longer than that. But um, think about all the times where you're in good position, you're, you're winning a battle, and then it just gets flipped because some guy has a, a storm rifle, or not a storm rifle, because he then has a, a splinter grenade or you know any of the, the weapons that are OP right now that are taken out or they have... You know, an SMG that they've constantly been getting off respawn over and over again. Like, it, so much about, like, Halo has always been the right positioning, getting the drop on someone, getting shots, and winning a battle. You know, with these weapons and stuff like that, what it's done essentially is allowed someone to be in a bad position, get caught where they should be killed, but, like you said, have a get-out-of-jail-free card. Whether it's an AR and then beat, you know? Like, does anyone else get that feeling all the time where you're in a good position, you're doing something well, and the guy just turns around gets three shots in you with an ar uh boosts in and then beats you and then you trade like it's it shouldn't happen that way you know um it doesn't seem like the right thing for a halo game same thing with the splinter grenade taking out it was it was like a straight up kamikaze thing oh i'm gonna die i'm gonna chuck this take this guy with me that's exactly what i do it all the time if i'm in that position turn around chuck a splinter grenade take this guy with me all right you know no problem there so like by taking those things out it is you're you're definitely going more for the skill uh you don't have your, your, your crutches, essentially. You don't have the AR to whip out and try to trade with or you know anything like that. It's going to be much more about landing your shots, being in the right position, and I think it's awesome. That's what Halo's been. That's what it's always been, and it's super exciting for me. I can't wait to see how it plays out. So let's talk about one little uh, piece here. A rumor that you were mentioning, uh, potentially double clips or increasing the amount of starting ammo for the pistol. Um being that that's your only starting weapon, I think that could be an interesting tweak. I don't have no... There's been absolutely no news about this. This is something right. that you heard on a pro stream, correct? Yeah, so I was watching pros as they were playing together, and I don't think they were even doing scrims. They were just playing games, and um, this, they were talking about this news dropping and stuff like that and everything going on, and, and they were super pumped about it and everything else. They were super pumped. They just have pistols and ARs removed. Like they were super excited about it. But and they were talking about uh, you know the, the pistol whether it has double clips or more ammo or something like that. And I think that's a, a good call. I wouldn't even I wouldn't even care if it was the pistols unlimited ammo. Like just whatever. Like I I feel like it could be an issue if the pistols all you have you're ripping shots like you kind of have to and then you run out of ammo. <laughs> Like, I understand, just don't do it, but I think yeah. it would be a good move to have some more ammo, right? What do you yeah, think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it, I think it definitely could be. Um, thinking back to how I play now, I very rarely run out of ammo, but it's because I have a secondary, you know? Right. A lot of the time, I will pick up something else off the map, and I still think that could be the case, but 
Uh, it'll be interesting to see how much they reduce those those spawn timers on those weapons that will be on the map because, again, that could affect how you play the game with your starting weapon and uh, whether or not you're able to find, you know, secondaries very easily. Right. So and you I, don't I'm, want... sure, I'm sure it won't be a huge issue, but... Yeah, no, but, but it, I think, it, you know, the way it is right now, because I do run out of pistol ammo often. <laughs> like, I do pretty good at my accuracy. Good. I still run out of pistol ammo quite often. Um, but I think it could be an issue if you're saving shots and going, for, you want more gun battles, you don't want less. And mm-hmm. so you don't want someone conserving their ammo and not shooting at something. Uh, so I think that by increasing the capacity, maybe a clip too, um, I think it gives you a little more leeway, allows you to just go run and gun and, and rip some shots. And I think that's more what you're looking for as opposed to crouching around saving your shots for a guaranteed kill. Yeah, I think that's also thinking about just very, very literally about how if these were actual Spartans, and I know like this is completely off the track of what we typically talk about, but if these were Spartans, you would they would do something if they knew they were going into a battle with only a single weapon, right? They would have <laughs> more ammo. They would have another clip or something. I know it's completely off the. Off That's right. You got to think about it like an RPG. They got more <laughs> more carrying space now. So <laughs> exactly. All right. So uh, we've talked a little bit about how we would view this. Now I think it's a very interesting change, just from the standpoint of how pros will start to play this game, and I, th- I I'm just so curious to see once they get their hands on this new set of settings, how they're going to be playing. Because when there's that much skill with skilled shot weapons and you don't have an AR to be able to claw your way back in and and close quarters battle, I think we could see a bit of a skill gap emerging, especially teams like Optic just pulling further out in front from other teams just because of how well they skill shot and how well they control the map together, it's going to be even more difficult to break that on a team like Optic. Yeah, I think that it has the potential to do that. I, 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 a little bit's going to depend on the radar, too. I think that's a big part of it. Because some teams play so slow with ARs, and I think that's what they're trying to take out of the game. The, the, the crouchy behind a corner with an AR that we all see in the Slayer games that everyone hates. <laughs> you know, Nobody likes those those standoffs. Now, if it's 49-49 and they're playing slow and behind things, that's exciting. But if it's 22-15 and they're slow playing it and you're 10 minutes into the match and that's happening, it's like, all right, what the hell? Uh, so I, I think that um, like how they're going to play, teamwork's going to be huge. Um, what Optic's good at. You know, that's what they do. They're, they have everything planned out. Team shooting, yep. I think, is going to be huge. I don't know. What do you think? What do you think, Lokes? Is it going to be harder to to break teams out of their, their setups now? Or is it going to be... Because, I mean, I, I mean, feel I like guess, a lot... I guess, of... I guess this is the thing. Um, for a good team, it shouldn't be. Sure. I think for a good team, they it should be the same same story same situation um but for teams that are you know number seven number eight in and and below um you know outside the top six i think it could cause real issues for those teams because you are going to be so pressed so so pressed to rely on your 
your pistol. I mean, that's... Yes, it's a level playing field because you're going pistol versus pistol, but there's flat-out better players and better better teams that are able to identify where players are and take them out, you know, by team shotting. And I think... I think the the really good teams are going to just continue to roll and the, the teams that are sh- continuing to shuffle, the teams that don't necessarily have the chemistry are going to be the teams that's that suffer the most because but you don't be, have it, radar though you gotta think like setting up and everything like that like, but you would assume that these pros have gr- good enough map awareness that they're able to understand where these players are call it's awareness spawn awareness too and everything that's right you'd hope yes but i don't know i mean with how frequently teams change and and picking up new players to play with um you know individual skill will get you so far, um, it's the the chemistry that gets you over the top. Yeah, I'll be interested to see how how that plays out. You know, I, it's a little worrying that you could see a, a skill gap because that's not what we want to see happen. You know, we don't want to see the top three teams get further ahead than they already are. Um, but then I, I think about like someone like Ninja, who's a you know good player, middle of the road player on a middle of the road team now. Obviously, they're very good if they're middle of the road in the HCS, so I don't mean to take away from them in any way. But those people have been clamoring for these changes almost more than someone like Optic has. And I feel like there's got to be a reason for that. I don't think that Ninja would be on his soapbox just yelling about ARs constantly. Like, since the beginning of Halo 5, he's been going on about... Incessantly. Um, Going out about uh, like assault rifles and SMGs on maps and maps being too small. And he, I remember the one when the game first came out, he's like... I don't even need these with pistol. I'm just gonna walk around with, it, with automatic weapons all game. And he was like 20 and five. Like it was ridiculous in a scrim too. Um, mm-hmm. So you know, I, I feel like it's like those players that we're concerned about really want this to happen. Whereas I feel like every time someone's brought it up to Opic or something like that, they're like, eh, what do we need to change? Which I guess if you're winning, why would you want to change anything? But um, at the very least, it changes everything up and get like it does put everyone everyone's on the same playing field. So it gives people a mm-hmm. chance to kind of catch up to those top teams to change the way they play a little bit. Everything's going to change. Uh, I think the game's going to be played much faster. Uh, I don't think that teams are going to slow things down as much, um, depending on what the radar is. Of course, I think that's going to be a major component for, for the competitive scene. Uh, Cause that could be, you know, ground changing, but um, it's going to be, I think it's going to be faster. It's going to be, People are going to be looking to make more plays because they're not going to be worried about walking around a corner and getting AR beat down. Uh, what? And I don't... Go ahead. No, and I, and I think that's a good thing too. Um, with my concern being that teams, pro teams, are going to get so good at locking everything down with the power weapons that are on, on the map that if you get caught, like you alluded to when we were talking about the the schmucks playing Halo. The other team rolling you, getting power-up control, and you only having pistols and trying to take them out. So I could see a pro team really figuring out a strategy that they can lock it down where the other team is starved of everything. Has The, the other team, the good team, has the power weapons, the control on the map, and being difficult to break out of it. You know, I can see that being a potential issue. But overall, I think you get a faster game. I think players are going to feel more comfortable that they can actually make plays, be a little more aggressive, and uh, really let their skill make plays for them as opposed to just running in there with an AR. Can you pick uh, a player or two that you really think this change will benefit? Or do you not think it's that granular, like it'll help a single player 
uh, improve that much. Also, based on that, do you think that that will dictate the way rosters are constructed and shuffled because of something like that, because of these changes benefiting specific types of players? I don't know that it does actually benefit specific types of players. Uh, I think that it'll benefit different players in certain ways. So depending on if you're a super aggressive player like Ninja, you have a little more room, I think, to, to, to be aggressive now that you're not worried about just getting AR constantly and you can try to make a ninja play happen where you're out playing someone um, dueling with a pistol, you know, or, or whatever else. But um, so I think you get those type of players that are super aggressive, really, you know, high octane players. I think that it's going to change the, the game for them. And I think it gives them a little more room to, to do some crazy stuff. But then I think if you're a player that plays a little more slowly, a little more team game, um, like we talked about team shooting, it's going to be all about team shooting and our pistols and lines of sight and helping your teammates out with everything else. And that. so I think those type of players will benefit from it too. So, um, you know, I don't know that it does one more than the other. What do you think? Is there a certain type that you, that you I think it does? I, I, think, I can't really identify one. I think what I'm most excited about is looking at the, the younger teams and how it benefits or how it affects the way that they play. Um, okay. I think a lot of the, t- the guys that have grown up playing Reach and and newer games, um, Halo 4 and Halo 5, um, how this affects the way that they play. Even, you know, I- I'm curious to see how players like Shooter, like Boo Boo, um, I know I'm kind of singling out Splice here, uh, but players like Dinoxide, those, those Slayers, those pe- people that are really picking it up and playing very very well um in this past iteration i'm really curious to see how it affects their play if it um takes it up a notch and they start to excel because they're continuing to make those pistol shots and win those 1v1s um or not you know i i think those are the types of players that i'm going to be keeping my eye on yeah it's interesting because when you think about this this change is a little bit more going back to Halo's roots a little bit. So you think it would benefit an older player, a guy that was playing Halo 2 or Halo 3. Mm-hmm. But I'm not necessarily sure that it does because we have seen those young guns that have shown the ability to really hit skill shots. Um, I mean, Hook is so young. Yeah, and, he's going to be. I mean, the dude... I'm so excited to see how he does. <laughs> right. So, I mean, so like he grew up with Call of Duty too, but with ARs and like running gun style... But then he does freaking work with the pistol and every other long-range weapon that you can imagine. So um, it's weird. I, it'd be I'm super excited to see, like, like you said, with I think the rosters are going to get shuffled pretty good with this before we start the the summer split. Uh, I think that it's going to qu- quickly be identified the players that can hang and the players that can't uh, with these changes. Um, so we'll see, like, you know, I don't know. For some reason, I have this feeling like a lot of the old guys have become reliant on the ARs as they get older and stuff, and um, it just seems like they tend to play that slower style with the AR. So I'll be interested to see who drops out, who can't hang with it, who can't really play with the new style, whether they're going to get dropped by their team or if teams are going to be looking to identify weak spots and really kind of mix it up and, and get – skill you know shooters in there so um i do anticipate seeing a lot of changes but there's not a lot of time so we'll see what happens 
So here's an interesting one. Uh, Randa been uh, kind of dwelling in the AM scene recently and commonly are a team of two for Daytona. Um, does this affect a guy like commonly where he can't rely on um, an auto as his starting weapon? He's a good player. Don't, don't get me wrong, but you know, he's not a top tier talent that will be able to make those types of shots. Does this, does this really hurt him right off the bat? Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, probably right. You have to think so. Unless he can I, I adapt. Would think so I'm, I'm really, I'm really interested to see. You know, I think that's the thing. Like players of Commonly's level, sink or swim. Yeah, but I think the air was so powerful. So it's tough for me to like to pick someone out and really identify a specific player that I think can change. Just because the assault rifle was so powerful and it was so useful in so many situations that using it or not using it would have been dumb and you would have probably not yeah, been on a pro sure. team. So um, when they don't have that, you know, when that crutch is taken away, it's, it's going to be really fun to see who can run still and who's, uh, you know, hobbling along. I agree. I agree. <laughs> so uh, please do let us know what you guys think, especially about the rolling out of the settings. I, I find it to be really interesting talking about the pro teams and, and how the meta will change and how, pros will adapt and and change their play style uh but i'm really curious about what everyone's take is on these settings being specifically for an hcs competitive playlist is it something that should be rolled out into team arena is it something that you continue to keep you know segregated i i'm just really interested to see what you guys think so please do hit us up on twitter at delta halo cast or you can get me at sgtx bobcat let us know what you think um We'll send it out in the Discord as well. We'll get a little conversation going there, a little spirited conversation. Um, where can they hit you up if they want to tell you what they think about uh, your opinion? Yeah, Twitter is probably the best place. You can send me a message or uh, you slide into those DMs. Uh, so it's going to be Maddie with a Y, not an I. I don't know. For some reason, some people spell it with an I, but M A T T Y underscore Ice Gaming. So um, hit me up on there. Let me know what you think. If I'm way off on my thoughts and predictions and stuff like that, always let me know too. Cause I'm, you know, obviously willing to learn and don't know everything. So yeah, these are, these are opinions and uh, they're meant, this is, they're meant to be debated. Yeah. This is a whole new, I mean, this is like a whole new world for Halo that we're, that we're running into right now. So I, pretty much everyone's blind as to how this is really going to play out. Uh, you know, obviously we have some ideas and stuff, but it's exciting stuff. And, just seeing where it's going to take us. You know, I'm ready to go. It's a whole new world. It's true. You take me on a magic carpet ride, Halo. Let's go. Let's do it. All right. That is going to be it for episode 69. God, it was so satisfying. (laughs) Thank you, everybody, for tuning in this week. Do you have any last words? Couldn't have done it without you. Thank you for tuning in. We'll catch you (laughs) next week, episode 70. Same place, same time, same podcast location. I'm going to stop.